What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies Midweek Show. I'm Johnny Minoxide, and tonight I'm here with Dogbot. What's up, dude? Oh, uh, not much. Uh, my uh, Chupacabra is a desert beast, and I was getting ready to take him out. And uh, because he knows it's cold, he just decided to evacuate himself right there. Wow. While it was getting uh, cold stuff on. They gotta be absolutely stunning. It's gotta be fun housebreaking those little monsters. And also with us this week, uh, the midweek show, is Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, man? Not much. Um, I've got. So I'm training. A couple of Wendigos that I've had since I was a kid. They were mm. gifted to me a long, long time ago. Uh, training them to double mask. It's a pain in the butt. Mm. Um, they really, they just want to wear one. They don't see the purpose of one. But I keep trying to show them how, you know, just the more masks you wear, the safer you are. And they're just not getting it. So, interesting. it's a process. So, am I going to have to start up like a Bigfoot a school for, a finishing school for Big Feats or something? You guys are all doing these cryptid camps what's going on i mean if you want to i mean i gotta find one now now i gotta i know i know i gotta if we're all gonna do that i gotta get a no really i say i i say wendigos but i stole the whole uh the whole gorilla thing they're really they're really just silverbacks oh well that's not yeah that's not so, actually yeah well, those are actually they're just majestic <laughs> they're majestic until they throw their shit anyways um welcome to the midweek show guys uh not as much not as much outer space stuff happened this week um tesla didn't do anything he didn't, he didn't or tesla elon didn't really lone scum hasn't done anything important this week uh, in the in the realm of space uh what did he do he bought he bought a billion and a half dollars worth of bitcoin though jesus yeah, but I didn't see see him holding the line with the GameStop stonk. So no, I'm he, sorry, Dogbot did not want to hear that word. Oh, so sick show. of that word. I know. I know you are. I know you are. It's it's a it's, it's a silly word. Um, but that to me is just interesting because uh, crypto is a lot of people, uh, even like Joseph P. Farrell, you know, Mister Giza Death Star. Um, is in his in his videos recently has been talking about uh, getting people to stay away from crypto because it really is the um, the one world currency. You know, crypto is going to be the cashless society, right? We got a cashless society we're going into, and crypto is the perfect way to do it. I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Right. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the end game, right? Yeah, it's just a one world currency. Right, yeah. that's the way it's always supposed to be. It's it's currency that is totally classless, religionless. Um, I mean, mm. one world. That's what it's all about. Right. That's I what mean, this country was all about. Well, yeah. That's that's a that's an entire episode unto itself. But uh, with the cryptocurrency, um, Mastercard just uh, started opening up its network to certain cryptocurrencies. That's a big move right there. Wow, this really is the business and finance page of the uh, weekly spoop paper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, it was backpage.spoop. Well, which, start- is, which is fair because we're going to get into uh, the sports page and then arts and entertainment and sure. uh, science. Well, that's the thing is and usually. I, and, 
the, the newspaper, it's usually the front page, the front section, and the next section is the business section. So we're in the business section now. Uh, there you go. But but real quick though, with this Mastercard thing, it's just it's just more and more, um, you know, companies getting into crypto. Everybody's you know, it's getting into crypto. It's not. It's it's going to you know be the thing to phase out fiat and put everybody on the fully cashless society. And that's not necessarily just like Which a is- business page. That's like a new world order thing. That's a conspiracy thing from way back. So right. can I ask you? Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. When was the first time you guys had even heard of cryptocurrency? Like for me, for instance, I heard of a guy who was wanting to buy weed on the Silk Road, and he had like an old hard drive running in the back room of his parents' house that was mining Bitcoin. And uh, I, I was like, well, how? I mean, how does that count as currency? And he, I mean, he didn't have an answer for it, but it was just something that, but then I, it was just something he did, and that was, I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. That's how, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm mid twenties. The first time I ever heard about Bitcoin probably was, I don't know, mid teens, like early high school. Heard about this thing. I mean, that was mainly because my brother was always on the internet, big into that kind of stuff. Never did anything illegal, but I mean, yeah, that was like the big thing way, way, way back um, before it really took off and everybody, you know, kicked themselves in the ass for not paying. But Mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's been what, 10, 15 years? 11. You can say Jack look up when Bitcoin came out. No, it started off in 2009. Um, I remember. Yeah, so about. I remember hearing about it for the first time. It was like 2000, maybe 11. I heard about it. Um, and the same sort of thing, DB. Like, it was like, okay, I heard the, I think, I believe I heard this story about the guy buying the two pizzas for like 40 Bitcoin or whatever the hell the transaction was for. Um, that was my first introduction to it. And I was like, this is stupid. It's, but, but at the same time, I knew, it, uh, no, back then I knew Fiat was fake too. So I was like, oh, it's just another fake money. Um, I never really paid it another thought until, I don't know, the mid 2010s, like 2014, 2015, when I really started paying attention to it because everybody else was. So like I used, so like I used to watch that show Stossel in uh, the early 2010s and stuff. Um, it was on the Fox business network and it was just like, it, you know, I, he's a little bird. But it was uh, it was interesting. There was like interesting debate and stuff on there. And I remember an episode where he was talking about cryptocurrency and everything. And I was like, "Wow, this is a really, this is a really big Lolbert thing, huh?" You know. Uh, oh yeah, it was a it was a Lolbert's wet dream. I mean, yeah. But I, I, I then like when I start hearing about all these other different coins coming out, I'm like, hmm, something. Starting to smell something fishy here. I, I I really just can't put a finger on it because it's not like I entirely understand it, and I don't want I don't want to cheat the audience by pretending I have like some uh, well defined take on it or or like I even truly understand what it is. But just the entire the entire thing does give me the vibe that there's something uh, really sinister right around the corner, and yeah, we're just being built up for it. Oh sure, in this fashion. It always is. Uh, right, yeah. It's the, you know, frogs boiling in a pot or however, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. Um, they always, they condition you to the 
you know, to the final scenario that they're, they're, they've already gotten planned. Um, you know, well, they the min- do the they minute get- that. Sorry, Johnny, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just, well, I was just going to say they, they, they'll end up doing the typical Hegelian dialectic thing with this where they'll problem reaction solution. Um, they've already got all three right. planned, you know, uh, and they'll pull it with the, with, with the currency eventually. I mean, there's people who are like, Oh, the dollar can never go away. Bullshit. <laughs> is it can it's already going away yeah exactly but i'm yeah go ahead right now we're gonna say yeah well i mean the minute the minute this thing hits the mainstream uh at least the mainstream to the normies which is hitting mastercard um right now it, that's like step i don't know five out of a 10 step plan or let's say step two out of step three you know it's it's exactly what they want they're already aware of it they've already been working on this so it's not done and it's not just starting. So it's like the frog boiling analogy. This is, you know, the frog realizing that it's stuck in this, in this water, uh, but it's not done. There's more coming. And this Mm -hmm. just shows that to me, at least that crypto was started for their purposes. It was never supposed to be some kind of libertarian wet dream, some kind of anarcho capitalist. Oh yeah. Uh, cyberpunk no. dream. No, no, this, it was always meant to support them. Yeah, the anonymous Satoshi, uh, you know, guy who's or, or person. We don't know if it's a guy or a woman or a group of people, but just came up with this thing out of every out of nowhere for the benefit of everyone. It's like the internet. People people think the internet was just a gift from the CIA, you know, or from DARPA or whatever it is. Um, all this stuff, you know, like all this, oh this these things that you get for free. It's just wonderful things that they're giving you. You know, they're just gifts. <laughs> yes, nothing is given to you for your benefit. That's one thing that a lot of people have yet to to realize, even our guys, is nothing is ever given to you by the system, period, whether it's government, entertainment, finance, anything, um, for your benefit. It is always for the benefit of the people at the top. Mm-hmm. Yes. For the masters of the system. And that includes the servants. That includes Bitcoin. That includes Bitcoin. And when you're yes. when you're now the richest man on the face of the planet, you can buy one point five million dollars worth of Bitcoin and jack the price of Bitcoin went to like forty seven thousand this week. But Johnny, what about Dogecoin? Doge is yes, meme coin. Well he bought he said what what's his kid's name? X or something? I don't know, whatever, him and that grind. His kid is, yeah, SpaceX. Um, He said he bought, he bought like $10,000 worth of Dogecoin for the kid so the kid could be a toddler hodler. Get it? He said that. I didn't make that up. That's his own terrible dad joke. It's, that's more of a mom attempting a dad joke. So this is another, in, in my opinion, this is another strike against him being a uh, uh, FTM. That's fair. Yes. The dad joke so poor, no dad would laugh. <laughs> That's a mom joke. You know when a mom tries, you know, when the, when the mom tries to make the dad joke and the dad and the kid look at each other and they're like, she, she doesn't know how to do this. Yeah, that happened to me during dinner tonight. Uh, <clears throat> my wife looked at me and she said, "You know, you know those things you put at the end of your shows, uh, those creepy pastas. Well, why are they not called fettuccine fettuccine Alfredo's?" And just, just total silence. Not even my kid said anything. 
Those are crickets. <laughs> Those are in yeah. fact crickets. Yeah, I'm laughing at how bad it is, but I, I, I have, I'm also making dad jokes. I'm also laughing because I hear, I see, I hear similar jokes all the time from from mine. Um. Anyways, back to the spoop. Yeah, so. So uh, we managed to get in SpaceX. Uh, Elon is a tranny and Bitcoin. All right, cool. Financial section done. Throw that one into the fire. Next on the agenda for this for this evening. Um, did you guys did you guys hear about the hero who who uh, who saved lives? And uh, it was his heroism and his restraint saved lives at the uh, at the one six. They're trying to do the date thing. They're trying to do a number thing like nine eleven. Like, you know, all you got to do is say 9-11 and most Americans are just like, never again. It's that, you know, that Pavlovian response. They're trying to do that with 1-6. It doesn't really work. 1-6 doesn't have any. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It's got nothing. Did they just pick a really bad date for this fake thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled because it's like, well, I, I've been seeing that a lot too. It, you know, 1-6. Like no, that's no. it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, like, not even have gone with like one nineteen. Do like a reverse of nine eleven. Yeah. Well, that I, was. I mean, I don't. I that mean, was the. So. That was the. That was the inauguration. That was the one nineteen. Remember. Well, so, it was one twenty. One twenty. Oh, that's right. The day before was one nineteen. That's right. Yeah. So that would have been the day to do yeah. it. But maybe they. What they needed is they needed the event to be for uh far enough ahead of the inauguration so that they could do the bit where they pretended to need 20,000 national guardsmen and all this stuff, you know, they set up the, that is true. yeah. So maybe, I mean, it was like, they got a time crunch and they're like, ah, Shlomo, what do we do? And Shlomo's like, ah, use the sixth. You know, I don't know. But, um, either way, either way, they're, they're trying to do that and it doesn't work. Cause it's not, yet. I saw some tweet, uh, DB, was it, was that, in the one in the one group where the guy was complaining about how it was uh, more traumatizing than nine eleven because these were Americans. Yes, um, yes, but this is all part of the the ramp up for whatever they're going to call the Cohen Act. Mm-hmm. Is they need they need to make uh, they need to make people fear Americans more than they do foreigners, right? And, and right. I, I, I'm not sure, like, even, like, I'm not sure how gaslit they were able to, uh, gaslight, you know, we're talking like, like, let's say your average daily show libtard, how gaslit has that person been by four years of Trump in order to believe that his neighbor with the Rambo Trump flag uh, needs to be called in by the cops. That he needs to call the feds on him. Right. Well, ult- right. Ultimately, I mean, it, it it just allowed them to play out all their just worst fantasies, all their all their weird fetishes against these people. Uh, it mm-hmm. just gave them a reason to a quote reason. Yeah, and they're. I mean, they keep coming up with more and more reasons, but they have to push this. You have your uh, American, you know, these are Americans. This guy's former military. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his, his handle. It's something. He's like one of those tough dads with a beard who used to be in the army. You know, now I am. Now I'm a shitlib on Twitter. Somehow. I I don't understand. Like shitlib 
black rifle coffee kind of dude. Yes. Uh, my friend calls yes. him. My friend calls him woke vets. Woke vets. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh God. That's a good one. They're the worst. Yeah. They're like they immediately the... get out. They they do the stay at home dad thing, become shit libs, and just never go back. <laughs> yep. Well, they're always the first ones. They're they're always the first ones on Twitter. Uh, whenever uh, a shooting incident occurs, to say that AR-15s are weapons of war, and and they should know because they held weapons of war in their hands. And when usually, like I know a couple guys that do background checks on these woke vets and expose them on on Twitter. Uh, one of them is Marcus the Omniscient. And he is really, man, he is really good. He just digs, he digs right into their service records and everything. And nine out of ten times, uh, these people at best pushed a pencil on the green zone of, of a war zone. But, uh, yeah. And they probably I mean, got much, barely rifle qualified, too. But yeah, he, those guys are usually. Like, like he, yeah, he completely exposes their lack of actual what, what, the average American would consider military service. And that is, uh, holding a firearm in your hand and facing the enemy. Yeah. That's uh, what, Doc, that's, Doc, Doc, what is that's his name? Marcus, the omniscient. He used to go by the name, uh, no slack Delta. Mm. And he's, he's, he's been exposing. And he also, uh, also journalists that call for the open doxing of Trump supporters and stuff. Uh, he's pretty good at, putting what their apartment looks like in under two hours. <laughs> oh my God. Is this where you're at? <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Yeah, yeah. I just found him on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to look through his stuff. I never knew he did that. Yeah. Him and another guy named uh, snake eater. Uh, they, they're, they're just relentless on these woke vets. Cause uh, 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 snake eater, he, you know, God bless him. He uses like a uh, Brad Pitt from Inglorious Bastards as his Abby, but uh, yeah, but he was an actual Green Beret. So <laughs> it's 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 fun. It's fun watching these guys expose these uh, these really pathetic woke vets because it, it, because so many people. Uh, well, it's hard to tell like how serious some of the, the replies are to these woke vets. Like you don't know if it's just like sock accounts from fucking media matters or some shit or, or sure. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it's it, a lot of people, it, the left will take a vet's opinion seriously. If that vet's opinion has to do with restricting your rights, especially right. the rights of white people. So right. I would say that's about the only way they will take well, anything they say seriously. Yeah, and these guys know this, and they're using it. I mean, these are you know these are guys right. who um, they're like the shit lib version of the same guy who sits in his truck, the military guy who sits in his truck and yells. You know. Yeah, I mean, the only reason they gave like a North Korean style funeral for that that dead cop in D.C. is because he has something to do with the one six the 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 January sixth. Yeah, which riot. was that? Uh, right, Sicknick. Yes, sick Nick. Sick uh, that Nick. That wasn't Ahmed robbery. No, 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 no. Armed robbery. No, this is. Oh, what is his name? Daniel. I think his name is Daniel Sick Nick. Oh, whatever. Um, but he's yeah, yeah. Sick Nick. He's uh supposedly like 
Tony Hawk pro skater character. <laughs> um, there's Sicknick, and then there's Liebengood, and then there's Smith. The three people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we ran. I don't know. We ran out of names. Just your Smith. There you go. But uh, no, Sick- Sicknick is the name of a bad guy in an 80s uh, high school film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys. So you guys have to see this. So speaking of this entire thing, uh, apparently the police lieutenant who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, if that happened, mm-hmm. um, I don't think we're taking off the table that it didn't. Well, I wasn't. We're not officially saying that. Right. I mean, this guy is lawyering up with the most Jewish of oh. Jewish DC lawyers. Yeah. Well, th- of course he is. Um, well, I was going to get to that in just a second, but back to the, these people's names and this guy who mm-hmm. they had for whom they had the funeral. Um, we still don't even know how the guy died, right? We don't know if it was a stroke, if it was complications from a stroke or if it was something else, but it had nothing to do, had absolutely nothing to do with the, uh, insurrection assault on Washington, DC had nothing to do with that. He didn't also get hit in the head with a fire extinguisher six million times. Um, I think that was the like Daniel Sicknick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it, like none of it. They're not releasing any information about any of this stuff, really, in any of these guys. Uh, the one guy right. killed himself. The one guy Which killed immediately himself. They were releasing. What? Go ahead. They're releasing what? No, I'm sorry. There was a delay there. Go ahead. No, I said, what were they releasing? You said they were releasing something. Well, no, they were they were releasing things immediately, and then they kept changing stories mm-hmm. for pretty much everyone who died. So, ultimately, they there there's nothing that we know. Right, they're giving us they're giving us nothing, no, and and they're laughing at us by you know they change the story around. Um, Ashley Babbitt, if you watch that video uh, that we posted, I think there has to be a link to that. That's that's not on YouTube, is it? That that video? That's, I've only seen it on Telegram. The one, the one where the the guy breaks down the event, the Ashley Babbitt event. Oh, I have not seen it, and if it, and I doubt seriously due to the implications of it that it would be on YouTube. Uh, if if not, I mean, like, okay, unless it was one of those kinds of videos that uh, different accounts have to keep uploading onto YouTube, but right. like like one version of it on YouTube where you can see that over a uh, hundred thousand people have actually viewed it, uh, highly doubtful. No, it's yeah, a, the only um, thing going over that video of her dying has been on Telegram for me. I've seen it in several Telegram channels, but that's it. Yeah, there's like a long version of it, and then there, there's uh, where they have it broken down into three different parts. Um, but it's a very, very, very convincing takedown of the event that was the Ashley Babbitt quote shooting, and I know that we have our guys that are doing the whole say her name. Um, you know, she was murdered. Uh, this is a white girl. A Trump supporter was murdered. You know, Donald Trump didn't say anything about her. Uh, they were, they were, um, 
they were like take Taryn or tearing her apart in the media. Uh, everything from her past to her husband to like I have no idea, you know, where they they've even got any of this stuff. But um, you know, she was a she was a what three term Air Force vet. You know, and, and here's another here you go. Here's a vet. Oh, how many? Fourteen years enlisted. Yeah. And a veteran. There's your veteran. Okay. There's what she's not woke because she's a Trump supporter. She's not woke. She's not woke enough to, or, you know, cool enough to, to be like a big inf, uh, influencer on Twitter or something. And she's just as much a vet as that woke dad who, you know, wants to take away your AR 15. Um, but because she was a Trump supporter, you know, she's evil. And I think that, uh, DB, was it you that said that they were going to make us, make us, make uh, the MAGA people uh, disavow her, you know, by 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 uh, tearing apart her um, character? Well, they tried that. I think they said that she's a drug addict. But now, uh, recent, just recently, uh, the New York Post posted an article saying that two thirds of the Capitol protesters who have been arrested or something to this effect, I may have the, the number wrong, have financial problems. Yeah. You know, oh, like, like there, so, there's just, it's just that so they have credit card debt. I mean, student loans. I, I mean, the ability for the media to reach for things to defend you know, defame these people is, I mean, they can do whatever they want. I mean, it, within like one day, the guy who didn't walk out of the building with the podium, but was seen holding the podium over his shoulder, they brought up his drug history and that he was from Florida. Right. Right. Immediately he became the Florida man, the new Florida man thing. Well, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but Florida, uh, because of the strong stance uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor, has taken in Florida, Florida has become the new uh, boogeyman for the media. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, because he said that the state is never closing down again because of COVID has you know started lifting all these bans. Um, all my family's down there, actually. Um, so... so what I was what what I was about to say was, do, do you guys remember at all the footage of Shepard Smith showing that I was talking about that Shepard Smith was showing of the grocery store where nobody was wearing a mask? Yeah. Okay. So the owner of the grocery store has been hit hit up by both the Department of the Interior and the Department of Labor for uh, business practice violations hmm. like they're they're literally sending they're literally sending in uh bureaucratic management to destroy his business it's amazing what these people will stoop to just to make sure that uh whatever semblance of what you think you have that you think is freedom uh you you don't have just to remind you you don't own nothing, Goyam, not even, you know, the air that you breathe. You're going to breathe it the way we want you to breathe it, which is behind two masks now. Thank you, CDC. So I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, if my company decides to uh, enforce the because they've always enforced like CDC, you have to follow their guidelines. If they want to do the double masking, 
I'm just going to go with the meme that was shared in our Telegram uh, like a week or two ago where the guy's just completely mummified in masks. Hmm. I'm just going to do that. Might as well. I'll be super safe. Well, the CDC, wasn't it the CDC that just recently, I mean, by recently, like within the past month or so, uh, said that masks weren't effective. Now we need two. They weren't as effective. Oh. As previously thought. Oh. But now, yes, we need two to make them doubly effective. Mm -hmm. And they're. You also need the vaccine. And their method. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, The method is to wear a disposable mask underneath the cloth mask. Make sure the mask covers your nose and your mouth uh, completely and that um, it doesn't move around and that you are able to breathe. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I just won't wear it so I can breathe then because I can barely, I don't like breathing with one mask on. There's literally no way that I'm going to put two masks on my face. I've done like some malicious compliance, like to go to the doc, like the eye doctor, you know, where you got to sit and sh- the doctor's got to look you like in your eye, like two, you know, six inches away from your face, I guess, you know, but um, I'm not wearing two masks. The, kiss my ass. the specific CDC instructions from www.cdc.gov slash coronavirus slash et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the first bullet point is wear one disposable mask underneath a cloth mask. And the addendum to this is the second mask should push the edges of the inner mask against your face. But then it says, make sure you can see and breathe easily. How's that? Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Okay. Now, uh, when did they first start pushing this? They started pushing this at the inauguration. They started with the uh, the homosexual CIA agent, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Right. And, and also, husband. by the way, Pete right. Buttigieg was one of the first people to um, have apparently have the anal swab test done. And I believe... Wait, he went to China? No. No, they're doing him here, remember? Or was it, maybe that was a troll that somebody said that... Maybe it was Buttigieg got, you know, right. because he's the gay guy. Right. I don't know. Maybe I, I got I that. did make a joke on Twitter and shared it in our Telegram that he was getting it done here in America. But no, yeah, but he didn't even know it was a Corona test. He just thought it was for fun. Right. Yeah, he just right. went for it. Um, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. He just wanted that the Triceratops lollipop. Oh, gross. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. <laughs> the the first to get the uh to get the, the butt swab here in, in in the good old US of A. Uh yeah, and, and speaking of the vaccine, Reinhardt, they said that um it seems that that this COVID vaccine it might end up having to be an annual thing. Huh. Much like the flu shot, which Yes. Yeah. Which uh the flu's gone. So it's gonna have it, to be an annual thing of Right? <laughs> The fl- the flu's gone. Yeah, it's all dead. It's all dead now. We have COVID. Right. The flu is magically gone. Yeah, well, and you'll get <laughs> it your. It doesn't exist anywhere on Earth. Right, and you'll get your COVID shot every year now instead of your flu shot. And the flu shot wasn't. See, people weren't as, um, you know, they weren't as willing. Maybe not as willing, but uh, a lot of people don't get the flu shot. You know, a lot of people don't. Uh, I know people that 
Oh yeah, I got one a couple years ago, and you never got them anymore. I know a lot of people never got them. Um, but this COVID thing, once it's like because COVID's technically, you know, according to these people, it's deadly, right? Uh, one thing can I can I say about uh, the COVID vaccine? Mm. There is a pharmaceutical company called AstraZeneca working on the COVID vaccine. Sure. Um, <laughs> if they do sound familiar to you. It's because you're a Pizzagate, a Chrome believer, because these these guys have actually done studies on the effects of adrenochrome and raw adrenochrome being injected into people and have had um, many, many accusations against them of uh, unlawful practice as far as child trafficking. Now, those lawsuits have never gone anywhere. Zanica has been accused of being involved with uh, illegal testing, child trafficking, and they did put out a study on adrenochrome, mm-hmm. and they are working on a COVID-19 vaccine, if not already putting one out. Well, um, and this is... This, yeah. I mean, AstraZeneca makes a lot of drugs. I've, I've heard of them before before the whole adrenochrome thing. I didn't know they were involved with that, but yeah, the addresses match up. It's the same, same facilities that are making the COVID vaccine. That doesn't surprise me oh, yeah. at all that these companies are involved in any of that kind of stuff. Um, it's the pharmaceutical industry. They're all, yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of the pharmaceutical industry, oh, pedophiles. Well, yeah, well, of course they all, everybody is. Yeah. At that, at that level. Um, what were we talking about? COVID. Uh, double masking, mask mandates, um, annual vaccines. They're talking about butt swabs. How else can they humiliate us with the common cold? Um, anybody? I don't know, anybody? I don't know about humiliating us with the common cold, but well, that's that's basically there's humiliating people with. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I've got one. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) A good, so, hometown, well, kind of, home state. So, in Florida, we know the the ridiculous sports ball bowl was held down there uh, this year. The mayor of Tampa, Florida. Oh, all right. (laughs) Oh, Dobbot, did you want to take this? Go for it. Well, no, I wanted to do an entire sports thing. You okay. know, and that that was going to definitely be in it, but I mean, okay. well, let's know, like, go for it. Let's finish up it. the COVID. Let's finish up the COVID stuff with uh, what else do we have for COVID stuff? We had, okay. right, we had double masks. We have butt swabs. We have, I mean, there's all kinds of other crazy shit going on with this. Um, didn't you say there was something to do with uh, China again, Reinhardt? Yeah, well, um, at the risk of sounding like, you know, McCarthy, we've got a, a weird, I'd say, connection of interest instead of conflict. Uh, <laughs> apparently, this guy who is a COVID investigator or the COVID investigator for the WHO, uh, this guy has worked with the Wuhan China lab for like 18 years, which includes receiving benefits and money 
from yeah. the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. Almost uh, $4 Peter million. Dozak. He got a $4 million like uh, grant supporting bat coronavirus surveillance at Wuhan Institute of Virology and bat coronavirus gain-of-function research at Wuhan Institute of Virology. Wuhan Institute of Virology, that would be the place where uh, Dr. Charles Lieber was involved with the the scientist, the uh, excuse me, the chemist from Harvard. That's he was involved with that. Interesting, interesting. Um, hmm. More connections with all this stuff with China and that lab. I mean, if there is even a coronavirus or excuse me, a COVID thing, COVID nineteen, some sort of virus, that's definitely. I mean, where it came from, unless this is just more conspiracy candy stuff. I don't know anymore at this point with this shit. Right. I don't know. I think it's a whole lot of both. Yeah. Um, all right. Honestly, I think it's as easy as, as something came out of China and they've been building up all the viruses between, you know, swine flu, Zika, all the stuff that we heard about through high school, middle mm-hmm. school, whatever. Um, they've been building to this. Yeah. And now we're never going back to any sort of normal. This is the new normal, the new world. Yep. So. Interesting. And the WHO is complicit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the CDC and every other government entity and non-governmental organization as well. Anyways, that's enough for the uh, the medical section in the COVID section. Uh, what's the next section in the paper, TV? Well, that would be the sports section, Johnny. Ah. Pretty much the only section that many of our dads uh, even looked at in the paper. Though they they did try to look smart looking at the other ones. Um, Basically, the biggest day in uh, all of American sports ball happened this last Sunday. And before we get into it too much, because there is some spoop involved, you know, Sports ball is probably the last vestige of heavily Jayish uh, entertainment that our guys will glom onto still. And I kind of understand it, like, because let's say hypothetically that they've given up the television programming that is all heavily against their interests in anti-white propaganda that that's been shoved down their throats. I don't think many of them actually have, but a lot, I, I know a lot of them that say, I don't watch any of that shit. I'll watch Netflix, Amazon prime, Hulu, any of that shit. Okay. Or they've given up the, uh, ingestion, ingestion of music, like the pop music, the terrible fucking trannies and mm-hmm. the awful fucking, uh, homosexual bro country shit. I don't think they've given that up either, a lot of them, but a lot of them say that. Sure. But they can't give up the sports ball. You, 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 I could tell because, like, when I was on Twitter at my friend's house where the sports ball game was going to be on, but he also has a hot tub and a pool table and uh, awesome food. And when he invited me over, that's why I went. But <laughs> you cope, however you and, cope, and bro. The food, it's fine. The, Dude, the hot tub was awesome. I believe like, you. It was, I believe you. It was, I'm not I mad. Mean, after leg day, a hot tub is awesome. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, bef- on Twitter, a lot of people are like, I'm not going to fucking watch the Super Bowl. Fuck the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl sucks. Fuck, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then after 
Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, all of a sudden it's fucking Tom Brady memes for the rest of the night from these same people. Right. <laughs> so which is it? Do you hate sports ball or do you not hate sports ball? But the, the, the thing I wanted to say about this particular Super Bowl, <clears throat> and I still, um, I do still consume some sports ball. I like to watch some hockey, but I don't have cable, so I just listen to it on the radio. I'll have it on the background while I'm drawing or something. And I still, uh, I grew up liking baseball, so I still kind of like, I still kind of have like a soft spot yeah. for baseball. I do too. Now, when it comes to football, I've, I, I grew up in Texas, so if football's on at the house I'm at, I know what's going on on the football game, but I'm not like... I'm not like deep, like I don't deeply know all the people involved on each side and everything. And, you know, like I, I, I couldn't do a fantasy football team mm-hmm. at work. I would suck at it. I wouldn't know who to, I wouldn't really, outside of a couple quarterbacks, I wouldn't really know who to pick. You know, I'd probably get completely fucking. Actually, yeah. people like you tend to do really well in those kind of things. They just randomly pick people and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't mistakenly pick the best team in the league. I've, I've seen it happen. But I'm also, I also hate gambling cause I'm a cheapskate. So, um, I, it, I don't know, but anyway, this one, this one was totally obvious from the beginning that this was rigged. Sure. The, the narrative, the storyline was completely written for this. And cause I kind of, I, I kind of followed along with this particular storyline from people I worked with and uh, putting on sports talk radio a little bit here and there uh, to kill some dead air in the apartment or the car. And Tom Brady had already won six Super Bowls with Bill Belichick, the the coach Mm -hmm. on the Patriots. Mm -hmm. And, that's the, he was already being called the greatest of all time and he's 42 years old well he decide the patriots decide they're going to move on from him so he goes to a garbage team worst, he decides he doesn't want to retire worst team he in wants the league. to do it again he wants to do right. it he wants to do it one more time one more time at 43 years old he goes to one of the most garbage teams in in professional football, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I, I, I mean, I think if you asked like people that weren't really football fans to try to name as many teams as they could, they like, they might not even name the Buccaneers. You know, like what, you know, what the fuck is the bucket? You know, where the fuck are the Buccaneers? Where the fuck is Tampa Bay? You know, people don't even, I mean, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into that. He goes into this team at 43 years old. And they're doing all right during the season. They're not doing great. And everyone's like, ha, 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 you know, he, they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, go very far. But then they end up getting all, he ends up beating other quarterbacks around his age, Drew Brees and uh, Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you know, the, this, this story, this narrative is being written. His tight end from the Patriots, the, the, the most lovable jock in America, Gronk, the, the Gronk, Gronkowski, is there. The, one of the most hated, uh, apparently one of the most hated football players uh, 
in recent years, Antonio Brown was on the team. So it's mm. like a redemption. It's like a redemption story for him. And it's just this entire redemption narrative for, uh, uh with, and it's, compl- and it's completely like there, there's uh, photo shoots with all these guys and they're all like doing these shrug faces like, Oh, I guess we're just trying to make it. And then they win the whole fucking thing against the kid who's supposed to be the best quarterback currently in professional football. He doesn't even throw a single touchdown. He doesn't even score a single touchdown in this game. And they, they won the Super Bowl last year. And I'm and I, I oh, right. this game's on the background and I, I'm just like, wow, they're with all the penalties that were being called on the Chiefs, I was like, the fix really is in for this fucking thing, isn't it? And now a single individual has won more Super Bowls than any uh, than any franchise's combined record. And you're supposed to tell me regular sports fan guyer who loves sports because it's competitive and because it's, you know, the outcomes aren't determined. Tell me that shit's not fake and gay. You can't fucking tell me that. No, it is. It's it is. Totally it just, fucking rigged. It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, it's pro sports. Everybody knows. Well, not, not everybody. Apparently, I mean, millions of people still watch the game. Um, but, I've known that professional sports have been rigged for a very, very long time. It's completely obvious once you once you go back and you and you look at the things that are going on. Um, they script narratives and they make these hero stories and redemption arcs. And you, just like professional wrestling, you have your heels and your faces and your you know. And Tom Brady was, I mean, he came out. You know, he was like like a sixth round draft pick. You know, didn't start in college or something like that. And he won. He won the Super Bowl uh, with the Patriots, and he won five more with the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Um, you know, and of course he does the thing where he gets like two women. He's married to one, and she's pregnant. And he gets some other chick pregnant, and, and nobody's mad. And like, Tom, he does the weird stuff where he makes out with his son, uh, kisses his boss full on the lips. Um, you saw those pictures. I mean, that's just. That's I mean that's weird stuff off I mean off the field, um, but yeah on the field he's supposedly the greatest of all time now because of this I mean it's just such a it's such a terribly scripted narrative I mean it's I mean it's you know it's the great story you know the 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 three guys from somewhere else come down to the worst team and you know, in one year they win the freaking Super Bowl it's a movie you know I'm sure there's been movies made like this. The montage of photographs of him giving full lip kisses to important people in his football career and family. Is, yes. I mean, it's it's not just like an accidental thing that happened during a celebration one time on a, on the field. It's like a lot of them. No. That's a weird. I mean, it, it's. Yeah. There's a lot of those pictures and it's. And like I say, his boss, like Bill Belichick, his coach, is like kissing him full on the mouth. Uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, there's at least two pictures of him kissing Tom Brady full on the mouth. I don't, I don't remember. 
the kid. I remember last year? Well, he had well his son. That's how it started. The first time it was noticed was he was getting a massage and he called his son over to give him a kiss, and his son kissed him on the mouth, which is weird, anyways, because he was like nine, and he's like, "What? That wasn't a good enough kiss. Come back here and give me a real kiss." And he gave him like a three second lip lock smooch. I mean, like, like this is a nine year old boy. Like that's and it was on. Wasn't sixty minutes? Was it on some sports show or something? It was like on television. Dude, remember last year they were about to release a video of Robert Kraft getting a rub and tug? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember that. No, there's the thing. One of the only one of the only things I can thank the uh, the judicial system for is uh, <laughs> making sure that that got locked down. I, yeah, I mean, honest to God, I don't care that this old Jewish billionaire got a hand job. I really don't care. Like, I'm sure like, right. that's so not, we don't need that footage out there. No, we don't right? need that like, footage out there, but, but like, Oh wow. A, a rich Jewish billionaire gets a hand job from an Asian, a female Asian masseuse. It's okay. So does half of the Navy when they go to Thailand, you know, or wherever they go. Just like I, <laughs> just like I wish I never saw the Harvey Weinstein, uh, courtroom. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So back to the the spoop stuff um, with this. I mean, it's definitely rigged. I mean, this whole thing was scripted by the reality machine or whatever you want to call it. Um, Because that's that's one of the things that you have to. uh, I was just listening to one of the uh, QOCs, Matt's latest videos, where he talks about when you see stuff like this, you have to ask yourself, like, you know, in a real, if this, if if the world were real, would this actually happen? You know, and it's right, right away. This whole story like doesn't add up to be real. There's no way. So it's not. Well, hey, do you do you, do you want to pick up the rest of the sports page in the uh, second hour? I think uh, I think Reinhardt has a pretty awesome song that he wanted to share. We do. We still got about we still got about ten minutes. It's not quite the hour yet. Oh, we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. What was the other sports stuff we had? There was the sports ball thing. Oh, and because it was in Tampa Bay, you, you, there was something else about Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, this kind of ties into the COVID shit from earlier, but the the mayor, I think her name is Gaston, she's going to expend uh, she's going to expend all kinds of city funds to track down and handle the situation of all the maskless fans at the Super Bowl that have been identified. So huh. apparently the celebration got a little out of hand, according to <laughs> some of the news reports I heard. Yeah. They're running around. They're very close together. A lot of them aren't even wearing masks. Oh my god, they're not even wearing masks. Right, and this is oh. this well, is the mayor this is the in Florida. On top of it. She's good. Huh? This is in Florida. This is like the, the place where like, fuck your masks. Like Governor DeSantis is like, you don't got to lock nothing down. You know? Yeah, but it's, it's the same. It's the same shit happens here in Texas. The Governor Abbott will say something, you know, like that resembles uh, defending liberty and our rights. And then you have mayors and city judges, uh, mm-hmm. county judges who are in defiance of it, you know? Uh, the the county judge in Dallas, uh, Clay Jenkins, Clay Jenkins, he he 
he's super mask. He's probably he, he's probably our. I, I don't even know, but he's probably passed a mandate that says you have to put on five masks. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but apparently, there are pictures of her at the game without a mask on, because of course, it's it's rules for the it's rules for us, not for them. You know. Right? Was it? Was it, was it at the game, Reinhardt? You you said earlier it was a hockey game, right? Hello, Reinhardt. Reinhardt, are you back? And Reinhardt went to. Did he leave? Did he come back? Okay. Uh, apparently, it was supposedly a Tampa Bay Lightning game that she was maskless at. Either way, she's out in public, you know, uh, out there free facing. When she's gonna, she's gonna prosecute people that were. Maskless at the big game. Um, I did not. I did not participate in that ritual this year, um, which is exactly what that is. I mean, it's it's just a big satanic ritual, magic ritual. Uh, they it was it was an exercise in um, blackness. I mean, like you know, like black supremacy, really. Again, um, and they're rubbing rubbing stuff right in your face. I I did see still shots of the uh, of the halftime show it was i heard it was very very bad so some of the glimpses of uh, the propaganda that uh i caught out of the corner of my eye apparently uh apparently they had some slam poetry poet laureate girl do some slam poetry mm. and uh now i saw some of this footage on on Twitter and I just saw it on mute and all I could think of was when I was looking, I was like, this looks like one of my son's video game cutscenes, like <laughs> the way, like the, her mannerisms and everything. There was a little bit of like an uncanny Valley thing going on. Like I didn't feel like it was real. Really? The poet. Yeah. You're talking about the poet chick. Yeah. The poet. Yeah. Well, now was that the same one that did the poetry for the Biden inauguration? Yes. Okay. So that's yeah. twice that she's done something very large and ritualistic in a, uh, you know, in a, in a really public setting like that. That's interesting. Huh. So, yeah, I saw some of the, the pictures. I mean, these guys, like the what's his name, the weekend, and um, and the all the people that were out there. Man, they put a lot of people together for these rituals. I mean, it's a huge, huge thing, and they all had what looked like. It looked like they had jock straps on their face. They were masks, but they were like they're, it was like a cross between like a pair of underwear and and uh, um an N95 mask. And hey, do you know why they call them the weekend? Oh man, I know this joke and I can't remember the punchline. What is it? His real name is Saturday Sunday. Yes, but no, seriously. <laughs> uh, apparently, the origin story of him calling himself the weekend is when he dropped out of high school to pursue his career. Mm. He did it on a weekend. Oh, and uh, his Jewish handlers told him in order to avoid getting sued by the band called the weekend. That's why he misspells it. That's why it's, that's why he took the E out. That's just weak. Nud. Weak. Nud. So it's weakened. So it's he's he's it's weakened. Yes, he's weakened. Mm. Oh man, that's even mm. better. How about that? Weakened power levels. Weakened power levels. There it is. Right in your face. Right in your face. 
Um, anyways, yeah, so that was the big satanic event that happened on Sunday. And the then, tranny beat the mulatto. The tranny beat the mulatto. I'm still not sold on him necessarily being one. I mean, I'm okay with him just being a tranny lover, to be honest. Like yeah, a gay tranny that's, lover. That's where I'm at. Yeah, how about them hysterectomy scars, though? And yeah, wow. and you know he does have he does have the hospitalization records for the, the you know the the hernia and the, um the appendectomy too. So I mean, either way, he's got himself covered. If it's a hysterectomy scar or if it's a an appendectomy, they're you know the scars are very similar. Um, It'd make all those kissing photos less weird if it was a woman, right? Except for the one with this kid, right? It that looks like a Demi Moore. Yeah, Debbie Moore and Ashton Kutcher. But did you see the um, the mon- it wasn't a montage, but it was a uh, uh, from his rookie year to this year, like the team photo, the headshot. Weird, isn't it? And looking at him, his head structure definitely changes over the years. So we again, we yeah, may not even be earlobes. the earlobes thing. I mean, you know, with um with Joe Biden in the earlobes, you know, people are like, oh well, you know, the earlobes just don't do that. Well, they do if you get a really bad facelift uh you get the earlobe displacement and your earlobes can go from being attached to detached or from detached to attached depending on how much skin they got to pull up to tighten it up to make you look young again um but tom brady doesn't seem to be you know old enough or even you know the type to get plastic surgery he doesn't need it really he's you know he's tom brady like i don't know um he, I don't think he would be having earlobe displacement from facelifts. You know what I mean? That's just something different. And it's not just that. Like, his Adam's apple is differently sized. Uh, his – the chin, you know, the dimple and the chin is – sometimes it's, like, different. Than, I don't know. It just doesn't look like the same guy. Every, and, and, of course, I know he's getting older, but it just does not look like the same guy in, in a lot of those pictures. I agree. Yep. Yeah, there's there's a lot to, to that. And and again, if you don't think pro sports is rigged, I really don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> as much as I love soccer, it Ryan is Ryan Hart. Is David Beckham a man? Yes. <laughs> I that is one I will stick to. And that's just because you're a soccer fan. Uh, his wife's that is a dude. one I will stick to when I've grown up with him. But his, his wife's he, a dude too. He though, may be so. the same thing as Tom Brady, tranny lover, but a dude. I don't think so. But yeah, uh, I was just wondering, what about what about Ronaldo? 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 The one that's married to that tranny Shakira. That's Gerard Piquet. Oh, okay. I I don't. don't Yeah, I don't care about him. I I don't give a damn about him. But David Beckham, yeah, David Beckham just looks like a more masculine. Um, who is the soccer bitch that's married to Sue Bird, lesbian? Megan to who? Megan something. Who's who's the the one that won the big? The, they made the big deal out of her recently. The, the the captain of the World Cup team and the U.S. soccer team and whatever. Oh. Megan McArdle? What, oh. I don't know. No, but her. Megan something. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever her name is. Uh, this is what yeah. happens when Jack sits one out. Nobody knows. Nobody knows things. Um, 
I mean, I she, didn't pay she, attention to women's soccer. Well, no, wait, nobody so. does. That's that's the whole point. Is nobody, nobody does. does. Um, right. Oh, that's funny. Speaking of women's sports, um, I saw a picture, and they said it's really fucked up that you know, like that the WNBA is allowed to have their normal level of fans in their games. There's like four people in the audience. <laughs> that was similar to my uh, Tampa Bay Rays uh, Orioles joke. Yes, last week. That was, week. That was yeah. yes. Um. All right, so we did the sports page, we did the front page, we did the uh, we did the business section. We are going to listen to that song that Reinhardt picked out for us this week. Uh, this is uh, you said this is a band from from like your your youth, which is funny because you're young. Yeah, so these are guys that I actually grew up with. I once played for them. I actually opened up for them one point when i was uh 15 years old so right long time ago these lyrics are uh fantastic good dudes cool this is ancients and this is the breeze of immunity and we'll be back
right, everybody, we're back. This is still the midweek edition of the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Reinhardt and Dogbot. Uh, we actually, I lied to you guys in the first hour. We do have a little bit of space news for you guys. Uh, what was that? I don't know, DB, you were telling us about it earlier. It was, there was NASA, NASA pulling a NASA. Well, sort of. Um, there is a content account on Twitter called Nature is Lit. Ah. And they posted a picture saying the clearest picture of the sun from NASA. And when you look at it, it looks like, uh, you know, this isn't an anti-Italian thing. It looks like a big spaghetti meatball, right? You know? Okay. And, it does uh, look like a big bowl of pasta. Quote, yeah. some, some guy quote tweets, some guy named Jason Gunzel quote tweets it and says, thanks for the share. I'm the original content creator. This is a processed image using photos collected through my backyard solar telescope. Tweet is here. And like it, I mean, it really just, it really just looks like a close up of like hair on a dog. Like it's probably not even, it's probably not even a composite of stuff from his telescope, but you know, it's, it just, it just looks really fake and gay. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks like, I, don't, I don't know, honestly don't know what... Oh, okay, so it actually wasn't NASA. Oh. Okay. Well, the original tweet said it was from NASA, and then the, then the content creator was like, oh, by the way, I'm not NASA. Okay. Right. So NASA didn't actually lie. Somebody lied about NASA. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, this is how cool nature is account, yeah. you know, lied for NASA. The woke, yeah. right, the woke nature account <laughs> speaking Which of pretty much like all of them yeah speaking of woke nature there is a flower that is grows to be the shape of a specific type of bird and it's like the enemy of some bug and so this bug won't won't mess with this this plant because the fl- the bird uh, the, the flowers are shaped like this particular bird. What I want to know is how do plants know what birds look like? Huh? Plants are, are more are, real than birds. Are we talking about the uh, fascinating aspect of mimicry in nature? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of that. You know, mimicry is very interesting, and it, it's um. You know, in my opinion, might it, it can either completely disprove or cl- completely prove evolution, depending on which way. I think it disproves it personally. It disproves it. Yeah. Well, I think mimicry and uh, just adaptation disprove Darwinism. Period. Hmm. Um, both exist in nature, but neither are dependent on the Darwinist idea of survival of the fittest. Right. Actually, mimicry is not necessarily survival of the fittest because, you know, the fittest is obviously, you know, in disguise, like hiding because it's weak in some way. It's weak, but strong. Right. Everything is weak in some way, but strong in another. Mm. That's the entire point. Right. But like so the mimicry Darwin thing, like you got the PTFO. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got well with mimicry, you've got like a, a you know, you've got the, the you know, bees that look like or 
bugs that look like bees and things that look like moths. And in the insect world, it happens a lot. The caterpillars that look like birds. Um, in the ocean, you get it a lot. Uh, mimicry in the um, in the mammal world. There's really not much. Is there in the mammal, mammalian mimicry? Just Jews? Dude, if a, gor- if a gorilla could mask itself, that'd be amazing. I was going to say, just, just Jews doing that Crypsis thing, right? Well, yes. Well, and another thing that happens in the mammal world is whenever there is an absence of a certain kind of uh, predator or grazing animal and stuff like that, that it that they seem to find a way. Like the, with the marsupials on Austra- in Australia, you know, we had we had the marsupial cat which wasn't a cat at all, but mm-hmm. the way it had managed to evolve itself as a, or adapt itself. I don't even, I don't, I don't know. The, the way it ended up was there was a cat like predator that was not a cat on in Australia at one right. point. Well, and the say there's a, there's a similar, there's a similar occurrence with another mammal species in on Madagascar, but they're not cats. But they're like cats. Oh yeah, the what are they called on Madagascar? Fusas or something like that. Yeah, but they they had they they have the same they have the same function mm-hmm. as as a cat like predator. Right. They're t- yeah. They're the apex predator, and they're agile and they're four legged and they have sharp teeth. Right. Right. Ambushed predators as well. You know, climbing in trees, yes. ambushing their prey. And- yeah. Right. Yeah. Excuse me, that fossa, they're called in Madagascar. They're like, they're a carnivorous mammal that kind of is cat-like. There's so many insane things in Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Dude, there are giant bats. I mean, uh, they have a apparently a small cryptid that's like a... Uh, be liking it to an imp with backwards feet. I mean, there's all kinds of weird friggin' things wow. on that island. Well, well, you're uh, DB mentioned Australia too. Those are the two places mm. where it's just like, you know, nature, damn nature, you crazy. Like, is, <laughs> is for real. Well, Madagascar is the, pl- where the place, the only place where those uh, chameleons live. You know the the ones yes. with the with the eye, the rotating eyes, and the long tongues, and the prehensile tails, and the the uh, the Not ability again. to use their their hands like hands, or all four of their feet like hands. Uh, yeah, that island actually has over a hundred species. It's possibly even more mm-hmm. that are only native to that island. Right. I'm I'm going on the low side just so I don't make sure I don't overshoot it. Mm. But yeah, it's insane—a world unto itself. Sure, and then you have Australia. Australia too. Where you have literally like the weirdest shit ever. You have uh, everything's a marsupial. Everything's a marsupial. Some of these mammals lay eggs. Uh, everything is extremely venomous and uh, wants to kill you. Ex- uh, you know, and even the cute koala bear is like a drug addict, sex crazed degenerate. Platypi. Right. Platypi. Eats the most, eats the most toxic leaves on mm-hmm. the, from any tree and uh, sleeps it off. For 22 hours out of the day. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. Um, Platypi, cute as hell. They're like otters, but they have incredibly venomous uh, paws. Mm-hmm. The claws. Yeah. 
And, of course, they have their own Bigfoot, the Yowie. I think the Yowie is the only thing in Australia that's not venomous. We Probably don't know because it just it might you know, be. Yeah, tosses rock. I mean, it, it definitely could be. I mean, it just toxic yeah, rocks. Yeah, I'm just whenever somebody gets too close. You know what? We we'll just go ahead and say that it probably is venomous. It being Australia, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So, man, that's that's great. That that is kind of interesting that those two places have such diverse uh, biodiversity and their and their and their animals. There, um, and they're both islands. Mm-hmm. They're both islands. They're both islands that broke off from different areas. Madagascar could safely say that broke off from Africa. Australia. There are some people who believe it broke off from Mu, the lost continent. Yeah, I thought that in the Pacific. We did, when we did Lemuria and Mu, I th- one of our conclusions was that Madagascar was uh, part of the bridge between India and Africa. It could have been, yeah, yeah. Exactly. which was Lemuria. Um, Lemuria and, and it's Mu, Lemuria. Oh, man, what did they have in Madagascar? Lemurs. So yes, yeah. you never had me on the show when you did Lemuria and Moo. I've been reading uh, James Churchward's writing since I was like nine years old. <laughs> so we got to do an episode on that at some point. There's some fun stuff there. Sure, but yeah, no, you're right with Madagascar. That's the entire reason it's called yes. that name. Yes, it's British uh, anthropologist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how about those? How about those night goblin lemurs that have the uh, adapted, like super long? It's not. It's either a ring finger or a pinky finger that they that can go into holes in trees and pull out grubs. Have you seen those? The, I just say they're badass. Lemurs are cool, man. Dude, this, yeah, yeah, but this lemur, this lemur's specialization <laughs> is just unlike any anything else. <laughs> Specialized <laughs> I finger. I would say God, God is good. God is amazing in his yes. creation. <laughs> lemur long finger. I am. You might come up with some weird gay porn. Have you searched? Oh, that's that? the ii. Okay, it's called an ii. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh. And it has a very, they perpetually grow a very long and thin middle finger. It's the middle finger. Yes. Ring finger. And it's in Madagascar, the II, it has six fingers. So it's the, so it's technically, it's not a middle finger. It's not the middle finger. You can only have the middle finger if you have five or seven, but uh, they have an interesting dude. Their finger there. Okay. That's really creepy. Uh, I, I and the finger of death. The world's most demonic lemur is also its most endangered. Meet the creature with the ugliest finger on the planet. Yeah, you can't do digit ratios uh, on IIs. So does that also mean you can't do digit ratios on Nephilim? Oh, dude, hold on, hold on, listen, listen, listen. An extra digit. Dude, this is this. The locals say it's the IIs fingers that you need to worry about. Okay, it's got these crazy haunting eyeballs that shine blood red in the beam of a flashlight at night. That's pretty. Spooky. But on each hand, which is actually a species of, okay, it's a lemur, boasts one extra long digit that looks like a crooked finger of death itself. Some believe that the I.I. can curse a person simply by pointing at them. Others believe that the creatures sneak into human homes at night and use their skeletal finger to pick at the hearts of their victims. The precise threat posed by an I.I. varies from village to village, but the antidote is usually the same. It, It was... On trapping expedition back in the early 90s, someone stole about the location of an eye's nest, blah, 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 blah. 
We were walking along the path. We came what I recognized to be I for in the trail. Um, night before, the villagers had come across two IIs by accident. And as a result of seeing them, they killed them right there. They were beaten to death in the middle of the trail for no other reason than they were IIs. The I'm I is the lemur that shouldn't be, says education specialist at Duke Lemur Center, Chris Smith. Doesn't look like a lemur. It doesn't act like a lemur. But it ends up being one of the most fascinating primates in Madagascar. They're, they still haven't heard what the... Oh, okay. So I guess that's that's the um the uh the antidote is the same yes you just beat him to death that's the antidote for an ii oh nice <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> i dude well of course you got to remember you got to remember this is madagascar this is madagascar right so this is uh the place where people were were getting um i believe they were they were they were getting diseases from digging up their dead relatives and dancing with them so you know, it's you got to be careful with what you you know take what you, what the Madagascarians say with a grain of salt. Well, yes, Haitian zombie mythology came from somewhere. Right, it came from Africa. Right, it came from Western Africa. Came from those who made it to Madagascar. Um, and yes, they were digging up <laughs> yeah. their own ancestors. Right, you dance with them. Yeah, it's, you know. Yes. yes. Okay, and then we're getting. Yes. What's the thing you get when you? You mess around with dead people too much. What's the disease? Uh, Kuvu. Kuvu. Okay. Yeah. There's that. That is the. Yeah. That's that's what you get when you eat actual human flesh. Well, that's or when you eat it. Prion diseases, right? Or no, kuru. I'm kuru. sorry. Kuru. Yeah, kuru. That's what they said that uh, at one point Hillary Clinton was dying of kuru because <laughs> she's a cannibal. <laughs> Maybe her husband. Maybe. He looks like shit. He does look bad. Um, she's. It looks like she's literally been sucking the life out of him. Mm. This is true. Good God, man! Oh. Okay, so we did. We found some spoop in Madagascar. How about that? The the demonic eye. Dude, there was so much spoop to be had in Madagascar. Oh nice. my God! So the the long fingers percussive foraging. Interesting. Yeah they they uh, tap they tap on the. Uh, they tap on the outside of the bark and mm. uh, to freak the worms out, right? And then the worms start crawling towards them closer to the hole so that they can get they get them with the finger. <laughs> that hmm. didn't sound right. That definitely uh, no no that definitely sounds right as far as certain geopolitical situations go. There's a uh, there was a really good series on uh, Science Channel in like 2010, and it was called Mutant Planet, and they did an entire really good segment on the II and had some incredibly good night footage of them uh, in high definition doing their thing, uh, getting the grubs out of trees, and it was it was really cool. They're they're really beautiful creatures. Interesting. So the II, so a lot of times when these people find these things, they catch them and kill them and they hang them up as a protection, like as a award for uh, like a protective ward or something. Gosh, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to mute for a second. So I don't fed post. Okay. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to fed post. Yeah. So they take a potentially endangered species and, 
do that. Yeah. This, like I said, this is the same country where people dig up their ancestors and dance with them. All right. Uh, we're enough with the um, with the lemurs and the Moria. And how do we get to Madagascar? What was that? What do we? Man. Uh, lemurs are found on Madagascar. Um, yeah, lemurs, Lemuria. Where are we, where are we Madagascar going? Madagascar as a bridge. Yeah. All right. We have we have more stuff. So, What's next? Yes. Um. Well, did we want to switch gears into a weird tech giant situation? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the one you posted. Uh, yeah. I just opened it. Where did I put it? There it is. Yes. Yeah. So. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, this is your article. Go ahead. Uh, so apparently, we now have a streaming site that hosts a quote extreme conspiracy theories about vaccines alongside virulent anti-Semitism, uh, which is being publicized by tech giants such as Amazon, Facebook, and Google. This thing is called Gaia. And it's, quote, a Netflix-style streaming service that bills itself as, again, quote, empowering a global conscious community through originals, films, and yoga to heighten your consciousness, which is hosted by Amazon Prime. And they have a series called Escape by Escape the Matrix by David Icke. Um, so this is what a... a conspiracy farm a Gaia that's just controlled you've never by heard Amazon of, you've never heard of Gaia like I get I get uh, emails from them all the time because I I did a 30-day uh, trial subscription about like seven years ago or something and they still send me emails okay uh, so Gaia is an actual like conspiracy theorist website it's a it's a streaming service basically you can go there oh, and okay. they have they have uh, seminars where you can like watch David Ike's, you know, David Ike's videos and whatever. Uh, they have seminars with different people, like people doing remote viewing and people doing ESP and people talking about chakra alignment and all kinds of new age. There's, there's a lot of new agey stuff. Uh, new, oh, well, God, you dude, say new age and that kills me. Sure. I mean, but that's what you're going to get with this. You know, it's this right. love, peace, you know, uh, you know, namaste, all that kind of stuff. And they have David Allen. Uh, I mean, David Allen. David Allen Co. I was like, no, they have uh, two cons- these conspiracy theorists, David Icke and Richie Allen. I believe uh, Richie Allen is that Richie from Boston? I wonder if that's the same guy. Um, if that's true, then that's kind of funny because he's not he's he's a uh, he's a gatekeeper. But David Icke being on there is interesting. Um, you know, and of course, of course, they talk about they talk about now. No, now, okay. So when I first heard about Gaia, and from what I know about them, they are like conspiracy light. You know, with yoga, they have like all this yoga stuff, and then um, they and they do push all this new agey kind of crap. But then they also do, you know, aliens, Anunnaki stuff, um, pretty much the gamut of your paranormal, supernatural. You know conspiracy light stuff and now they have david ike so right um but and this and now i didn't know they were hosted I mean, on amazon i didn't know they were hosted by amazon that's interesting uh i think this is just like a new thing what they just now 
started with Amazon? Um, maybe. I don't know. A- Amazon hosts a lot of stuff. I mean, what I think they meant is that they're uh, they're we're using their servers because I think Gaia had its own subscription before. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's now it's hosted. You know how you get stars through Amazon Prime. So in this, like Boomerang through Amazon Prime or whatever else, like these, you know, you want to watch old cartoons or movies or whatever, you can subscribe to that particular channel through Amazon Prime. So maybe now Gaia is on there. I did not know that. Uh, Gaia used to be by itself. So I, maybe it is a new thing that Amazon's doing that. Um, but I think it's funny that they're talking about the anti-Semitic theories about how Jewish, quote, Rothschild Zionists control the world. Uh, based like okay, these these, but yeah, they're um, they do a lot of anti-vax stuff. Uh, they do a lot of like a lot of like new agey type stuff too. It's kind of interesting. So they're going after them. Hmm. The Center for Countering Digital Hate. That is a thing. There is a thing. It's apparently it's a center, uh, and it's for countering digital hate. Uh, that's amazing. So now we have um, what was it called in 1984? The Ministry of Information. There you go. Right. Yeah. There we go. Uh, they had uh, Melinda Gates on, I think, CNN the other night, and she was talking about how legislation has not uh, has not been robust enough and has caught up with the evolution of social media from the last 10 years. Who, why is Who, Melinda Gates given a platform on a major media outlet to, to, to uh, push policies without actually being an elected official? How is that possible? The same reason that Bill Gates right. is given the exact same. Well, I can see Bill. Way. I can see Bill. He founded Microsoft. At least like there's some sort of, this is just his wife. Like, I'm married. Was to, it Melinda? Yeah, I think Melinda Gates was in the Windows 95 promo commercial. Right. Like, yeah. So she's qualified. Okay. She's so she's TV qualified to speak on. I mean, she's qualified yeah, to speak I mean, on legislation. Just, you know, around social media. That makes sense. Huh. As qualified as qualified as the former chief of staff of Bill Clinton being a uh, political pundit on Sunday shows, or the uh, sure. the son of the former governor of New York of uh, of New York and the uh, brother of the mayor or, or the current governor of New York. Right, right. No, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I get it, that. It, it, I get that. It's just like it's just amazing to me that these people. This is who they're putting out there. She's not a doctor. She's not a PhD. She's not a anything or any of that. And she's just Melinda Gates. Yeah. Uh, well, well Melvin Gates. Mel Gates. Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> they Melvin me. That's a fucking dude. I don't even need to see the hands on no, that. No, you one. don't. You know. You know. Uh, <laughs> I found. I found a, a, re, a really good reaction picture. Um, I'll I'll put I'm, I'm gonna put it into a meme and I'll post it. It's a it's a it's a good one. This it's the you don't even have to look face. Like the look you give somebody when you know you don't even have to look that it's a dude because you know it's a dude. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we do this a lot. <laughs> we do this a lot. We do. And it's not our fault. Listen, people that are mad about the fact that this comes up a lot, uh, they're out there everywhere. They're right in your face all the time. All the time. It's Melinda Gates. It's probably Bill Gates. It's you know probably Don Brady, for Christ's sake. Um, 
But there's every they're everywhere. So I don't mean to go back to the sports no. thing a bit, but one of the most disgusting things about the Super Bowl is for some reason for three hours, even though it's not like this any other time of the year, people are excited about the commercials. And that just drives me nuts. But there was this one commercial that was on that was uh, Myla Kunis wiping her dirty, filthy fucking fingers uh, covered with Cheetos all over the house. And my friend has a pretty nice TV. And I saw the tail end of the commercial where she's uh, caught in the closet with the bag of Cheetos. And, it ha- and the face was pretty up there. Man, the skull on that thing, I never fucking noticed. But that thing is supposed to be younger than me. It's supposed to be in its 30s or something, I think. And it dude, mm. it looked it looked like a haggard dude. <laughs> it looked like a haggard dude with a wig. Gross. I don't get it. I, yeah. I don't either. That's that's one of the semi obvious ones to me, the the Myla Kunis. You know, like you know, there's some like really obvious ones, uh, to me like Aniston and mm. Yeah, yeah, but well, yeah, that one's like the, the, the next tier. Yes. All right. Well that's enough that's enough of the training posting. It just it just so happens that no matter what section of the paper you open up to, no matter what corner of the internet you're looking at, most likely there's a training nearby. All right. So this tech thing, let's get back to that tech thing. Um, They're going to start censoring this big conspiracy theory, you know, video streaming site. It's pretty interesting. Right. No, this, good Lord. They have (laughs) Escape the Matrix with David Icke. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks like a Netflix series. Well, it is. It's oh it's a series. God. Yeah, it's it's a, the Netflix of conspiracy. Yeah, it's going on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Oh no, these guys are well. Like, the thing is, is, well, they don't want now. The Center for the CCDH doesn't want them on Amazon Prime. You know, um, right? Yeah, David and, Icke was banned. You've seen the the David Icke, uh, the Black Cube of Saturn mm-hmm. talk that he gave, the Saturn Matrix, right, 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 talk that he gave, which. I hope everyone listening has seen because that was an incredible talk uh, between YouTube and BitChute. That thing has been scrubbed completely, and now we're seeing mm-hmm. this go up on on freaking Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah, that's that's interesting because what he, he's well, he basically named the Jew and connected the Jews to. You know, to all the to all the all the big stuff that's going on, and so he was banned mm-hmm. from YouTube. He was banned from Facebook. He was banned from Twitter. Um, you know, and he uh, didn't even name the Jew. We actually got mad at him, didn't we, Johnny? Um, did we? Because he well, he never actually named the Jew. Oh, right. He got- <laughs> he did all this stuff. He he does he does the bit where. You know, if he goes so far, like Timothy Alberino, Derek Gilbert, all these, all these authors, mm-hmm. you know, they go so far, but they won't name the Jew. He did the bit, didn't name the Jew, and well, yet no, he still said, he no. gets banned by the Jew. <laughs> no, he said Jewish Rothschild Zionist. 
Oh no, he did. Yeah, yeah. He says Zionists, yeah. and he says he he goes he goes Ryan Dawson tier. He says Zionists, you know, which is not the Jews according to Ryan, but whatever. Um. Yeah, so he has, he's an anti semite. Different than Jews. Well, yeah. whatever. He's he's an anti semite, and now he's on Amazon, which is it's very interesting. If the system but would Jack take Bezos him, Bezos step step down. All right. Well, yeah, that's true. Don't worry. Probably to put David Icke on Amazon. He's like, you know what? I'll step down. You guys can play David Icke stuff now. No, I don't know. But <laughs> well, no, there's like so. Jeff, dude, there's there, okay. Bezos just wanted anti-Semitic stuff posted after he left. I don't know. I don't know. So Gaia <laughs> itself. It's about 700,000 subscribers, and they do about $54 million a year in revenue. Um, yeah, like, they do a lot of alternative healing stuff. Um, but there's, you know, there's all kinds of documentaries about UFOs, 5G, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and then to the extreme content that the CCDH has uncovered. So, big tech is going to regulate Gaia. I guess, or they're going to, this is going to be sort of the thing where they are controlling the conspiracy narrative um, by putting it out on, you know, Amazon. I mean, well, I mean, Netflix had stuff, dude. You, you used to be able to watch, well, you probably still can. You can watch uh, Zeitgeist on on Netflix. Yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> what was his name? Jacques? Not Jacques Belair. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. Anyways. Yeah, well, text. Hey. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I'll let you finish. I was going to say, you know, big tech censoring. Oh, you know, imagine my shock. That's their thing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is that special month. It is. It's Black, it's black History Month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it'd just be funny to bring up some erased black history. You know, they got rid of Aunt Jemima. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently it was, uh, it was racist to have a black woman represented on, uh, on a syrup bottle. But, uh, did you know Aunt Jemima was a real person? Yeah. Her name was, her name was Ethel Harper. And she, uh, she used to have, uh, she used to teach, and her alma mater was really cool. It was called Industrial High, which I, I imagine is like really cool. But mm-hmm. anyway, now this is like the 30s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she had uh, she had a uh, group. It was uh, Ethel Harper Rhythm Boys, and it included a young Sonny Blount, later known as the jazz composer Sun Ra. And he went on to uh, he went on to you know. Do the whole Afrofuturism thing, the avant-garde uh, jazz stuff, you know. So she helped inspire Sun Ra, who had the futuristic uh, We Was Kangs. Uh, they, I don't know if you remember what their getups were like, but it was sort of it was sort of like the We Was Kangs, like the oh. uh, pyramids taking off in spaceship, you know, as spaceships. <laughs> mm-hmm. With like futuristic Egyptian mm-hmm. outfits and mm-hmm. Pharaoh outfits and stuff. So, so can we actually say that she may have had an impact on like 
American black metal death metal. No, but you could say that she's like the godmother of Hoteps. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm glad they replaced her. Nope. Nope. Now. Fine with that. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, everybody knows. Well, they replaced Aunt Jemima with um, something mill company, right? Yeah, something really. Oh, it's yeah, a paper. Because like, super generic. It's paper. It's a paper mill company. It's a paper. It's like it's like a representation of the paper mill because everybody knows it. When you when you have breakfast, you want to be reminded of the sounds and smells of a paper mill. Yeah, which, I don't know which those blacks so probably bizarre. worked. <laughs> have so, you guys ever driven by a paper mill like late oh, yes. on a Saturday night? I worked like with their actually. Yes, I, I worked at a toilet paper factory for four days. I drove by a paper mill at two in the morning in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yep. I no. I it worked at a toilet paper factory disgusting. in. I worked at a toilet paper factory in East Hartford, Connecticut, for four days, and I couldn't take it anymore. After that, I was. Well, you, you lasted four days. I my dad. I had to have my yeah. I needed to have a job. Wow. Otherwise, I needed to move out. So. <laughs> Driving through a factory in Connecticut. Wow. Driving through well, Ohio almost has the same effects as time travel. Thank you. Um, Dear God, my, my dad okay. was born in Ohio. Hold on. And he would say the same thing. If Base Dad is going to listen to this episode, he will agree. <laughs> wow. Sure. All right. Um, I drive back and forth through Ohio all the time for work. I don't. Doesn't turn Yeah. You know it's gay, though. Oh, I know the state Dave's itself. Oh, Ohio is terrible itself. Ohio is a horrible, horrible state. Awful. It's the worst state. Yeah. Um, but they do have C's Diner, which is good. They have great waffles. But. I've never been. I've never been to. Okay. Interesting. Really? Uh, we're, actually, oh. we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about Ohio food yesterday. Skyline chili. That nasty slop. The fuck put cinnamon in chili? Screw anyone who likes that crap. No. Thank um, you. I ha- I have an arts and entertainment update. Uh, we've been talking about uh, you know, the allegations against Marilyn Manson. Sure. Well, they they kicked it up a notch. They kicked it up a notch. Apparently, Evan Rachel Wood uh was called a bloody Jew a few times. Oh. You know, and he yeah. drew swastikas on her and stuff. Yes, he would draw swastikas over her and call her a. a a bloody Jew and a dirty Jew. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. A guy who gets up there in like full on Hugo Boss SS. Would you call it drip? <laughs> yeah. You know, for entire, <laughs> for entire, uh, you know, <laughs> for an entire concert tour, you know, for an entire tour, uh, He's, he's up there looking like an SS officer. I mean, I'm not surprised <laughs> that they're pulling this stuff out on him now. I mean, well, and well, what's sorry, weird is, the, would you call it a drip? Yeah. Comment. <laughs> well, the entire golden age of grotesque album was supposed to be about Weimar, like uh, vaudeville and Weimar Germany. Oh. And, his, and his symbol for his symbol at that time was MM, but it was kind of like made to made to look like, uh, the bolts, sort of. Right. Yeah. And it, inside the album cover is pictures of him with as Johnny 
put it S S drip. <laughs> yes, but he did have that androgyny alchemical imagery permeating every single part of his career. Yeah, but All- that particular album he was he was pretty hardcore and and uh, he, he got sued by he got sued by the Walt Disney Corporation for wearing mouse ears inside the uh inside the album cover so right. the revisions of the album cover had to remove the mouse ears <laughs> right which I is that was amazing <laughs> yeah i mean he got sued by disney for that and that he had to change his album cover and all that but meanwhile um nobody gets sued on youtube for using elsa or you know any other disney likenesses in those pedo tube videos uh, I, are those still on? Are those still on? Yeah, there kind of. Yeah, but, yeah, they yeah they kind of are. My my niece kind of no, oh, she saw some of those a couple of years ago. She's I mean she's like eight now, but she saw some of those when she was six about two years ago. Mm. Um, some of them are still on, but they are definitely curbed nowadays. But there are still a few things. I'm I saw sure. I mean, last week. I'm sure that I'm sure you could find it if if you tried it's you know it's oh yeah disgusting, uh dr go if you search a certain it's a specific sequence of it's like six zero something else six zero four something period whatever um then it it will pull up like actual pedo stuff oh boy so there there are certain things you can search only if you know about them though well, and they course, go around yeah. the dark net. They go around 4chan. Um, but there are codes, yeah, that are used that kind of thing. It's amazing. It the lengths that these people will go to to share their disgusting stuff on mm-hmm. the internet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really... oh my god, it's horrible. Yep, it's um, it's just yeah, it's 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 gross. I can't even think about it, man. Ugh, I know. Oh god. Don't worry. Don't worry. Trust the plan. The pedos are all going to jail eventually. No, don't trust the plan. Trust <laughs> trust God. Trust yeah, 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 <laughs> Trust the ultimate plan. Trust that there is good right. that um, is going to win against us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, was there any more to Black Aunt Jemima thing? To the Aunt Jemima thing? Other than the, the toilet paper factory? No. no. I didn't want to talk about Blacks that long. No, yeah. I didn't either. Um... <laughs> What else? Johnny, did we talk? Did we talk about Iran yet? I hate to like hardcore segue. <laughs> we did not talk about Iran and and um and the fact that um where is it? Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. He is he's the president of Iran. Uh, in March two thousand eight. Picture of him holding up his ID card, which clearly shows his last name was Saburjan, which is a Jewish name meaning cloth weaver. So the note on the card suggests his family changed his name to Amenajad when they converted to embrace Islam after his birth. So his parents were Jewish. What? A surprise. Which would be incredibly funny because the Iranian people, Iran used to be known as Persia, right? Mm -hmm. It was the Persian Empire. 
for so long. And these people were at, they they hold some of the oldest sites in all of human history. Um, after before and after the flood of Noah of Utpishtim, whatever you want to call it, um, they hold some of the most amazing sites of of uh, pagan belief and Zoroastrian belief. Uh, there are people there who still live in the mountains who live without modern technology, who hold to Zoroastrian beliefs and the Yazidi people who literally worship the devil. Mm-hmm. They admit they, they worship demons and the devil. Um, it's an amazing area uh, what these people believe. And this guy, if he is Jewish, that is like a huge humiliation ritual, inversion mm-hmm. ritual. Because well, Jewish, obviously, is, well, is I mean, worshiping it just goes, the actual devil. It just goes back <laughs> into what, what you know. I've said um, a lot of the um, the mullahs, the Iranian mullahs, are uh, have Jewish roots as well, and Israel right. and uh, Israel and Iran have been WWE style, you know, feuding publicly, but behind closed doors, they're buddy buddy. Uh, you know, when Israel wanted sanctions put in Iran, so, so they put all the sanctions on Iran and all the countries, uh, all the Western countries pulled out of Iran that gave China the opportunity to get in there and do all their, uh, their, um, what's it called? The Belt and Road. So it's called China who Project. has nothing to do with Jews, period. Oh yeah. China, who never, never had anything to do with Jews, there's a book called "The Jews Around Mao." I mean, uh, Mao was was dean of of uh, Yale and Beijing, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I rid of all the Jews, though. Yeah. I thought he was anti. Well, he, he did. He did. They always do that. They always do that. It's like Stalin. Stalin purged. You know, he came up with the Jews. Then he quote purged all the Jews, and he married like four Jews. So like, Steve's Jewish. Uh, same thing with Mao. Mao, Mao was. That was just a harmless agrarian reformer. Right. Remember? Yeah. That was yeah, how yeah. he was uh, peddled in the media in America. Oh, yeah. But the, harmless the pe- agrarian the people reformer. That, the, the, we have people on our side that are like sort of pro-China, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> but they they have this um, this penchant, this want to say that, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the Chinese, they love the Jews. You know, they they love the you know the way the Jews are. They love that mentality. You know, they they actually read about the Jews and their usury and that kind of stuff. They go, "Oh, that's a very good idea. You know, these people are very smart." Yeah, well, I wonder why they've gotten in there and they've been Jews for a long time. Like the Kai Feng, you know, like the Kai, the Kai Feng band thing is even. You know, you don't think you don't think Marco Polo who and all the the, the kibbutzes along the Silk Road, like none of those Jews turned into. You know, business people in China, right? Nobody married into families there. They didn't. They didn't infiltrate the uh, the political, you know, scene there in China. You don't think, right? No, no, not at all. They What's do the anywhere. name of the Chinese uh, social media app? The, TikTok. The one OnlyFans. TikTok. No, it's uh, Snapchat. It's, uh, TikTok. Alibaba. Oh, Alibaba. That's well. It's not yeah. social media. It's a, a Chinese freaking uh amazon 
Oh, never mind. I was going to say, like, I wonder if on their social media, if the Jews in China are like, hey, my fellow Chinaman, you should uh, do this, this, and this, and this. I would say that'd be uh, Snapchat. All this all this uh, geopolitical talk is, is incredibly uh, big brain for me, but I just want to get a little bit of a base check on Ahmadinejad when he came to America and he was interviewed by Columbia University. And they were asking him about stoning gays in his country. And he was like, we don't have any. And they're like, yeah, you do. You have homosexuals there. And he's like, well, tell me where they are. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, like, we he do? That, and where then, are and they? Putin did that in Chechnya. I don't know, but like, I, I mean, there's a little bit of a base check there, right? I mean, right. Sure. I mean. <laughs> like, what gays? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, you know. No, where, tell me where they are. You know them personally? Yeah, I know. That's, you got their addresses? That was funny. That <laughs> write, was funny. Write these ad- write the addresses down there for me and uh let me let me see let me see if there's a quarry nearby and yeah, um, also, yeah we'll get we'll get this taken care of. See if we can also do. DB, are you Pokemon posting in our Telegram prep chat right now with this polar vortex? Hey. Hey. <laughs> you know, there's a polar vortex and it's it's got two major fronts yeah and, uh, the two major the two major fronts have a center and it just so happens it's pretty funny it looks like it's pretty funny yeah, it yes. actually kind of looks like drop of the hut <laughs> a little bit hey, it does um uh, I, I all right all right all right all right all right let's get back to let's get back to iran here um i've been saying for a while and and uh another guy out there I don't know. A lot of people listen to uh, Johnny Gatt and Vigilante Intelligence. Um, he's been saying that Iran and Israel have been in bed together for a very long time. Um, with the Jewish heritage of the mullahs, you know, coming out. Now you have Amenajad. Amenajad? How do you say his name? Amenajad. Amenajad. Achmedinejad. We, we took out, we took out the Shah in the seventies, eighties. Right. Um, who was the last actual Persian ruler? Right. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if the royalty of Iran nowadays was Jewish. They are. They absolutely are, and they're doing the thing where I mean, I watched the videos where you can hear the prime ministers of Israel talk about how you know them and Iran are best friends, but you have Netanyahu who goes into like an Israeli high school or an Israeli school and is like, so um, what does everybody think about, what does everybody think about Israel or uh, Iran? And everybody's like, you know, is it they're, they want to, they want to wipe Israel off the face of the planet. That is right. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the planet and they want to get rid of everything that has anything to do with the state of Israel because you know, uh, we are a Jewish race, and they want to get rid of us. They're, you know, they uh, they want to wipe out the state of Israel. Oh, okay. And like he's telling these kids to lie, you know, because Israel works with Iran backstage constantly. Like I was saying earlier, they worked through the sanctions that they had imposed on Iran to sell them parts for airplanes, right? Like. Israel does this double dealing shit all the time and it's and it's no surprise that now you have Iran and and China to, are working together with this Belt Road initiative thing 
Uh, it's going to be the, you know, the train that goes from whatever, you know, the factory cities straight to Europe. Um, you know, so they can, they can drop off cheap Chinese plastic stuff to all the millions of African niggers in Europe now. As all of those African niggers just murder every single white that lives in Africa. But yeah, so, so Ahmedinejad is Jewish. Yes. I've got some, I've got some breaking news. Oof. Is it, is it good news? Yes, hot off the presses. Go ahead. Jewish pornographer Larry Flint has kicked the bucket. Yes. Yes. I was hoping Press that's what you were going to say. Press S to spit, everyone. Everybody spit. There you go. Press S. Larry Flint. Larry Flint. What a degenerate, nasty cripple. Oh, man. Who amazingly looked nothing like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah, well, you know they never you do. Know, I I used to go to a school uh, in downtown Nashville where I would have to drive every single day by a sex shop to get to the school that had his portrait in the window. This guy Larry Flint. It was a portrait with him. It just says, "It's just sex." Yeah, so dis- this guy, disgusting. <laughs> I will spit on his grave. Damn him. Damn him to hell. Yeah, he he's uh, what they call an icon in the in, in the porn industry. He produced Hustler magazine and Hustler <sighs> television. He was one of the fifty most powerful people in porn. Uh, he oh, he was the back in the in the was it in the seventies with all the um the decency, you know, all the all the um the hell was it the obscenity laws that they were they were breaking again and again and again with porn he was he was one of the one of the vanguards for porn and he's one of their heroes and he's a disgusting filthy pornographer and he's dead and we will never know we will never know the full extent to of the damage that the stuff he's put out there has done to people I mean, we could see it, and we could see it in our own lives. Sure, you know, like porn. Porn is such a destructive weapon for to attack the family and to uh, attack sanctity of marriage. Yep. And it's it's you know it's it's done just irreparable damage to so many people that I know. Yeah, you know, like it's completely ruined. It's completely ruined their ability to have like a normal, loving relationship. Yeah, you know, it, it it takes it, it's 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 uh, a drug like everything else. Yeah, everything in this in this reality is is a drug or some sort of poison. Ah. All right, we went from the it turned into a bad point it was a good news, and it turned into just depressing, <laughs> depressing talk about porn that pisses me off. Um, yes. There was some other. There was some other. Um, Breaking news that just happened to something else just happened. Thing with Gaia. Well, there was a 7.1 earthquake tonight or uh, this morning oh. in the South Pacific that's supposed to send a freaking tsunami uh, towards my way, which is, well, the West Coast and the Aleutian Islands. Hmm. It, so oh there's that yeah. breaking news. Or are there's we talking that? about like. Also, 
apparently, apparently a Trident missile was launched off the coast of Florida. Oh. Yeah, this afternoon. Um, Trident missile launched from a submarine just off the coast in South Florida. They say they think it's probably. Okay. It was confirmed. It's confirmed. It is a Trident 2 SLBM. It's a test. They say it's a test. In the Atlantic between February 9th and February 14th. Okay, so I guess this was a test oh, yeah. of a missile. Mm. Mm-mm. Oh, Johnny, did you see that the U.S. Senate voted 56 to 44? The Trump impeachment trial is constitutional. Oh. And will adjourn until noon on February uh, February 11th. Wow. Was this before so or after um, his extremely Jewish lawyer uh, his extremely Jewish lawyer did the um, thing where every time he would drink the water he would touch his head and he was doing all those Orthodox Jew hand motion things? After. Is it after? Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, so I guess they're gonna he's going to be impeached twice now. Boy. Is that like when the guy, the NASA astronauts and stuff put their hand inside their shirt before they start talking uh, to reporters. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. It's a little bit of signal. Uh, the the guy on the street uh, during the 9/11 uh, Fox coverage, mm-hmm. he did some hand signals and stuff before talking about the planes hitting the building. He did. He did, yeah. It's a little, little bit of the revelation of the method, maybe. Yeah, or just, or yeah, or or just like the those in the know know sort of thing. Like, yeah. Oh, he did the thing. Yeah. He did the thing. All right, the thing is done. All right, cool. Yay. I don't know. Does he get? Does he get a? Does he get a merit badge for his? His. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Good luck finding that man on the street, guy. Can we? Can we have Paranormies merit badges? Hmm. <laughs> speaking of which yeah actually <laughs> actually um speaking of which mer- merchandise um nice to you reinhardt the t-shirt guy has five designs already of ours so nice we will be getting uh hopefully a sample soon or at least at least something very soon um the guy from Dissident Apparel has our has our stuff, and we're gonna have shirts very very soon, and you'll be able to buy them from him. And it's you know with actual processing that's actual like guaranteed not to go anywhere because these people are. I, don't know, I guess it's our, our our guy processing company, so that's good. Nice. Yes. Yes, and Dogbot is working on working on our uh, another design. For- uh, I posted I posted a uh, sketch, well, like the pencil version of it. I'm going to be doing some alterations to it, but it's in it's uh, posted on Twitter today for anyone that wants to take a look. I saw it. Looks good. Looks good. Yep, it does. I got some alterations I want to make to it, but then I'm going to start putting it in ink and then I will roll it up and send it to Johnny and he can scan in and add whatever he wants, uh, digitally add it, add whatever he wants to it. Nice. Yes. We will have our very first dog bot 
Paranormies t-shirt. Um, Once I get this logo out of the way, I got some other ideas and stuff, but I, I really, I, I really wanted to bang this logo out first and cool. I'll, uh, they'll set some other things in motion. Cool. See, as um, far as ideas go, I'm, I'm just saying, I still think we need to roll with a, uh, like a Johnny quest Paranormies thing. We need to. Okay. I like that idea. We have to figure out who's who. <laughs> we had to figure out who's who on the thing, though. Um, I know. But there's that. Um, also, our good friend and artist, Daniel Kuhn, is uh, working on a season six. Uh, you know, we usually have like a, um, not like a kind of a logo, but a sort of, yeah, like a show, like a, a permanent show art for the season. Last season, we did the uh, the black and white pencil sketch. He's doing another one for us, so that that's going to be coming out soon. I can't wait to see that. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, and again, though he he had contacted me. Thank uh, thank you to you. Actually, he contacted me for help with a uh, a certain tattoo sleeve. Um, yes, and I hope that's going well. I think that's been done for a while. Yeah. Um, oh, has it? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Yes, also out there, yes, he, he does really good tattoos as well. Um, if you are listening and you do art and you do spooky art and that kind of stuff, send us send us stuff. Send us stuff so we can we can put it in as show art or we'll put it up on the website. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll put it up on the website. I don't know what just happened just now. Um, and, yeah, speaking of the website, we're going to be putting more stuff up on there. Like the campfire stuff the uh that will be reinhardt are we doing to do that exclusively on the website and through telegram yes okay so uh if you want to email your stories your personal experiences or friends personal experiences that you know of uh send us an email at paranormies campfire at gmail.com uh send us your stories and we will be posting our first ever campfire scenario on the website and we'll be posting it on our telegram as well mm. um it, so it'll be on found us on the telegram find us in the show notes and you'll see it there it'll be on the rss for the paranormies too um it'll be mm-hmm. yeah all of the audio content i'll run through the rss that way if you subscribe to the paranormies rss you'll get the campfire too but the, if you don't have the RSS, you're just going to have to go to the Paranormies website, which is paranormies.com, and or our Telegram, which is uh, what is the Telegram? I always, I always forget. Hold on, is it Paranormies Present? Is it that the one? <sighs> we have so well, many yes, chats. But Telegram channels have their own specific. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, we'll, it's, we'll, it's we t, post it's the, t dot it's t me backslash the Paranormies Present. Okay, that's what it is. Well, there you go. There you go. And uh, my my Telegram channel is t.me slash chupacabra underscore kennel. Yes. Okay. Yes, go to the chupacabra kennel to hear Dogbot say fuck masks. <laughs> you are, I could just say it right now. Fuck masks. What the right. fuck are you doing wearing the fucking mask? You fucking retard. Stop wearing the goddamn mask. I'm so fucking sick of it. My job is going to make us wear uh, two masks at least now that the CDC has said so. So I'm just going to wear 50. I'm just going to, to, to mummify myself yeah. in masks. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Masks. They're gay. You shouldn't wear them. The bacterial <laughs> pneumonia. That's what. Oh, I mean, you know, hey, you know, Fauci was the guy who wrote about the bacterial pneumonia that killed people during the during the um, the Spanish flu epidemic. It wasn't really the Spanish flu that killed people. It was really the bacterial pneumonia from wearing the masks. So that's true. Uh, Dogbot, do you have to run? Yeah, I I, I got to get going, guys. All right, guys. Well, that's it. We're gonna wrap it up anyway. Um, so for everybody else here. I'm Johnny. We'll see you this weekend. See y'all later. Later. Yep. Time travel makes you gay. Gotta have that.